0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical podcast with Jen and Lou. And we are in eclipse season. <laughs> um, we did our last uh, episode uh, for the first lunar eclipse that's coming up on uh, what date are we on? June the 5th. And this one, is, we're looking at the annular solar eclipse that's going to take place on the solstice on June the 21st. But before we talk about that, Um, Let's introduce ourselves and pull some cards. Jen. I'm Jen Duchenne of jenduchenne.com
1: and uh, I am an Akashic healer, reader, trainer, numerologist and I'm the creator of the Illuminating Journey cards and I guide my clients to know the truth of who they are so they can live fully self-expressed in the world.
0: And I'm Lou, uh, Louise Eddington. Um, I am a soul astrologer, writer, shamanic practitioner and multi-talented person. I don't know. And I can never say, I can never remember my little fancy saying about what I, I just help people really understand themselves deeply using the tools of astrology and shamanism. And I did forget to mention that we have a giveaway going. Um, So before we look at our cards, I'd like to mention that. Uh, We have a new Facebook page, which is going really well. It's uh, called Weirdly Magical. It's not called Weirdly Magical Podcast, but it's designated as a podcast page. So if you just search Weirdly Magical, if you go to that page and leave us a review for this podcast, Uh, By the end of June the 4th, we are having a drawing for one mini reading, eclipse reading from me and a mini Akashic records reading from Jen. And if you share our page and invite your friends to like it, you get an extra, extra entry. And we've only had a couple of reviews so far. So you've got a really good chance of winning (laughs) a reading. So so go to the page and leave us a review. (laughs) The uh, uh, questions we do take questions for the podcast, and now we have a Facebook page. You can probably leave them there as well, um, or you can email them to weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail dot com. All righty, cards. Was there anything else I meant? Forgot uh, the Patreon page, but that's okay. Oh can. yeah, we have a Patreon too. Three dollars a month, you can support our work. Patreon dot com forward slash Weirdly Magical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So am I going first with the card?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So the card that I picked was this one, Soul Portal number eighteen from the Illuminating Journey deck. And um I think this is a very powerful uh spiritual card, uh kind of like a card where uh the spirit or the spirit within us meets the kind of understanding of what's required, you know, this kind of surrender to the divine. So for those of you who can't see it, it looks like a kind of blue building, a lot of water. There's all different water. And then a figure in the front, there's like pools and water around, and then a figure in the front who's getting all this kind of energy of water that's coming down on uh, onto her. So it feels very um yeah, it does. It feels like that moment, that spiritual moment of waking up or being aware like like exiting the building. Uh, some people think of this as the one of the Akashic record cards in the deck and uh kind of leaving knowing what needs to be done and asking the divine and the earth to kind of support mm-hmm. your uh, journey.
0: Interesting. So Interesting. This it's so watery blue, and uh, when this is at zero of a water sign, um, coming eclipse, we're going to look at.
1: It is. It is very interesting. And there's the Neptune, uh, there's Pegasus, Mm. and there's a trident. So there's the Neptunian
0: influence, if you can see. Neptune is stationing uh, retrograde uh, the day after the eclipse. So (laughs) Pisces, the water sign, so very.
1: yes very appropriate and i think also it's a call to be in stillness before you take action so it's really is about um listening to the symbols the sounds to the words of others and your inner voice uh, before leaping into action
0: cool well um this next eclipse is on june the 21st and i pulled the card number (laughs) 21 (laughs) (laughs) which is the universe which is is a fabulous card really because this aspects of this eclipse and this whole eclipse period that um are quite you know um what's the word challenging troublesome you know we're seeing it in the world already so i don't even have to talk about that but this Mm -hmm. is kind of showing us the potential i think um that's lying underneath it this eclipse is at zero cancer, which is called the world axis, um, all the zero, zero degrees of all the cardinal signs. Um, I'm not, yeah, they're, they're, they're the world axis anyway. And they're new beginnings, it's, it's new, the new sign, new start. And this is, um, the universe is the principle of totality individuation and wholeness and, um, you if you can see the picture if you can't but this has got um let me describe a few things there's um at the bottom here they found this very interesting we've got the uh, greek symbol for the home of all the gods and goddesses and i've been talking about that a lot in my work lately as well they're coming together of all these new um well not new but they're being talked about more, all the kind of goddess asteroids. And um, they became, they're they becoming more in our consciousness. And uh, there's a lot about kind of bringing together the original pantheon of the gods, which, of course, re- represented parts of us. So it's more whole, more total. There was always six females, six males in the pantheons of the gods. So I find that that's very interesting that that's on that and then of course it's it's got this circle because it's very total and uh, and it's looking see-through because of my green screen which is always fun but there's a woman figure in it she's reaching up to spirit and she's kind of got a snake wrapped around her snake of transformation so the potential for this you know this this eclipse season the potential for growth and really uh, a tremendous healing is quite huge quite honestly. Mm.
1: right and i'll just hold mine up because i want to see the two together that i think is really interesting is this is a it's an 18 which is a 9 which is endings and then mm. you know beginnings so it really is about how you end or close out what has been in order to move into a different time mm. uh, you know with the conviction uh, and the understanding, your willingness to shift. It's, yeah. Uh, the is so powerful. So,
0: yeah. there's, a lot, there's a lot, you know, about this card, right. about moving through limitations as well and things like that. So. Uh, right. But really, it's about coming into totality yourself. So you can.
1: <laughs> right. Bring yeah. It. I think it's interesting because I think both those cards speak to a similar idea of. Coming when you come into acceptance of who you are, and um, that there is this is not a baffle about trying to force your opinion or whatever it is on others, but to become comfortable with who you are so you don't have to kind of force yourself, and then you can be a much uh, better uh, team player, right?
0: For sure. Awesome. So, the eclipse coming up is. well, it's on June the twenty-first. Uh it's at seven forty 740 A seven forty-one AM um London time, Universal Time. So I think that makes it the twenty-first pretty much everywhere in the world, I think, including. Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's not visible to us in the USA or the UK. Um Jen looked it up and it's kind of India way, it's gonna be actual actually visible. So it does tend these eclipses do tend to have uh, more impact where they're visible, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to have impact um everywhere because the eclipse is still happening. The eclipse is happening at zero, cancer. Um, it's at the same spot as um the eclipse and this one and the one afterwards that we'll be looking at later, that's on Independence Day in the USA. Um, happened in 2001 before 9-11 so you can see the power of these eclipses in this degree Um, that doesn't mean the same will happen again (laughs) but it does probably mean some major major changes we and you know a lot of things in our lives changed after 9-11 so um, so that's just to illustrate the power of it the one in 2001 was a total solar eclipse this is an annular solar eclipse and what that means is the the moon's a little bit closer and the sun's, you know, a little bit further away from our perspective. So the moon doesn't cover the face of the sun completely in the eclipse. So that makes it what's called a ring of fire eclipse. And there's various theories and prophecies about them that we're not going to go into, but, um, but you know, the, the ancients felt like the ring of fire was a bit of an omen. So, um, So there's that. Um, (laughs) The eclipse is, as I said, zero Cancer. It's in the only major, major aspect, is um, a quincunx or in conjunct aspect to Saturn in Aquarius, just before, um, which is retrograde. So we'll talk about that. It's quite close to Hygieia. So we could talk about that a little bit too. There is also a T square between Vesta in Cancer, Juno in in Libra, um, Chiron and Lilith in Aries. Uh, Neptune's going to turn retrograde the day after. I talked about that. And Venus will station direct four days after this eclipse. And the eclipse is also stationed right between the second of five Pluto-Eris exact squares. and. jupiter eris square and jupiter pluto conjunction so that's all really happening at the same time as the eclipse because they're they're all at the 24 degree uh mark pretty much for the whole time around the eclipse so we'll talk about that too so it's, it's got a lot going on but um do you, do you want to drive it dive in with the numbers and dance yes. whatever you want to say
1: I would love to. So yes, there's a lot of themes going on and a lot of um, energies that are being concluded or being renewed or recalibrated in some way. Uh, So of course, uh, let's just look at the date, the 21, which is amazing that we have it just after the, you know, minutes after the solstice. Um, So this is about the light. Uh, we're talking about the ring of fire that's another aspect of light or energy or um, kind of activation Um, you know if you think about a ring uh, covered with or surrounded by fire what that does is it kind of encloses it and gives us this um, activation of breath uh, which is a theme we're working with right now so um 21 is the number, which the ancients called the number of truth, and um, the truth will set you free, etc. And we all have different truths, but here we are being um, asked not only to recognize our own truth, but also recognize the truth of others. So um, that's really key here in the 21 uh, energy, which is a three, so it's about... Being in the space of loving who we are, accepting that we don't need to challenge everything, but we do need to stand up for what we, you know, and focus on what we kind of are um, beginning or bringing into the time. Mm -hmm. This is the, uh, so it's a 21 day, we are in a 10 universal month. So 10 plus 3 gives us uh, 13. So I think that's really powerful. 13, universal day. 13 is the number of unexpected change. So there's a lot of triggers of new things that are coming that are going to possibly upset the apple cart. So things that we may feel very comfortable about that are being pulled away from us or shocking us uh, to kind of move us into a new place. And 13... Is the divine the number of the divine goddess? It's you know many people say it's unlucky, but that's because it's been twisted. But it's really a very potent, powerful spiritual number. It is activating that spiritual crisis we're all going through, um, and it adds up to a four. And we are in a four universal year, so there we have it triggers that four. Four is about creating a system or foundation, so that we really can. Um, Move forward, And I do believe that at this time, this foundation is about um, us uh, knowing who we are so we can move forward, as opposed to, you know, just acting. We want to have something that we know we're building that has uh, a structural integrity. And then uh, the zeros is so powerful. The zero is the breath of life. It represents everything and nothing. So we know we're in a space of creation, right? that we can create the energy or we can pull from this, whatever energies that we want to take forward. Uh, So I think that is so uh, exciting and it's 21 minutes. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is crazy, right? There's that 21 again, that activation of truth through our own creativity, through our own willingness to love ourselves and, and express and show up curious, like a child, Mm -hmm. you know, we find the truth through doing things, not by, you know, not by pontificating ideas, but by actually experiencing life and experiencing our relationships with others.
0: Yeah. And, you know, zero cancer, you know, i, I mentioned it being on the world axis. Uh, Jen mentioned it's just after the solstice. The solstice occurs when the sun Enters the sign of Cancer, the spring, the summer solstice in the northern hemisphere, and the other signs are this there's Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, and Aries. And whenever something is at, at the zero degree at that sign, it's it's a real turning point of the wheel. For us, it's the turning of the seasons. You know, we've got the longest day, and with the the light begins to go. After that point, in the north, vice versa, in the southern hemisphere and its cancer this is um our comfort zones and our nurturing and how we um how we, what's family for us and how we care for each other and we've had a big emphasis on that sign for the last um year and a half or so uh, because the lunar nodes were in the signs of cancer and capricorn and that's our karma and dharma if you like our um um karmic lessons and our karmic potential But with this eclipse, now an eclipse is always by the lunar nodes, okay? Um, And the closer the lunar nodes are to the sun and moon, uh, the more total the eclipse is. But these are split between signs. Um, The north node is in uh, Gemini at 29 degrees and the sun and moon are at zero cancer. So it's kind of like we're slipping between these two worlds. We've got the sun and the moon seeing this new beginning uh, the North node moving away from it into Gemini to asking us to change our perceptions and look at things differently. And the the last time this eclipse series occurred in 2001 before nine 11, the nodes were in cancer and Capricorn. So it's, it's going to have a shift in meaning this eclipse, I think in a, in, in a lot of ways and i do want to talk about that um quincunx aspect to saturn in aquarius which is almost exact um you know there's a because it's an aspect to saturn and it's not an easy aspect you know generally i think the um the the interpretation is that you know it's it's um what you want and what you should do <laughs> really it's kind of like um you know, freedom restriction, Saturn seen as restriction. But I will say, because Saturn is retrograde, I think it's got a little bit of a different flavour. I think it's, and it's in Aquarius, which is a sign of freedom. So I kind of think Saturn is actually, on this aspect, really kind of asking us to um, really break free of the rules that stop us claiming our personal freedom. And I'm I'm not talking about you know libertarian kind of freedom. I'm just talking about freedom of personal choice within um, within the greater family and um, of, of what rules work for us and what what, what rules we're going to break. You know, but, um, so I kind of think because it's retrograde and about to go into Capricorn again, Saturn. I think it's got a different flavor than. Um, feeling restricted i think we're being asked to review what's stopping us um, from claiming that personal freedom there yeah
1: right i was just thinking as you were talking about how many planets are in retrograde on this um, this actual um, eclipse uh, also, mercury,
0: mercury turned retrograde right, three right, days uh, yeah, before actually. i forgot to mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: and we have at 14 degrees which is the sign of expressing you know kind of your voice out in the world um and um so kind of saying whatever you need to say, whether you, you know, whether people like it or not, or I know that we can see people out there saying things we don't like, really. It's really rubbing that in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's going to be more of that. Uh, So just thinking about for me, what I was just thinking as you were talking about Saturn, what I'm getting is, you know, I feel like this is so much about the restriction of breath, right? This whole thing about, I can't breathe and all these terrible events that I have, um, escalated to um, things that have been happening for a long time behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that to me is kind of Saturn in Aquarius, Aquarius is breath or whatever energy. Um, and that idea of that constriction and what happens when you know that you can't breathe, right? That, mm-hmm. Like what do you do when you realize that the breath has been squeezed out of you and maybe for some has been squeezed out for a long time um so it's it's that moment which reminds me of the cards that we pull that moment where you go i can keep going on like this and kind of have those moments it's like dealing with a living with an abusive person right sometimes they're all normal and it's all good and then sometimes they're squeezing your throat and you can't breathe and it's like do i want that or do i want something different so um really same thing as what you're saying but just that kind of image and it makes me think about the fire around the ring you know the ring of fire this idea of you know what happens when we have flame and the breath it impacts our um, the oxygen is impacted right like we can't breathe the way we normally breathe and it makes us so much more careful about how we use our breath and how we use our voices. And I'm not saying careful in the sense that we shut up or we don't say anything, but really thinking about what it is we're saying. What are the things we're projecting out there as truth? Like, this is the way it is. People shouldn't do this. People shouldn't do that. And uh, I've certainly felt my own restriction around that, like the constriction of people telling me I can't say certain things and Mm -hmm. trying to understand someone else's point of view and finding a place where I don't feel so like constricted about the fact that they have a different opinion to mine, and that I don't need to push them into going, but don't you understand? (laughs) And (laughs) so I kind of feel like this is that breaking point, or that point of renewal, where we go, okay, I've been living in a world where I've, kept saying things that no one hears and i've kept fighting for causes no one cares about and i'm trying to persuade people and now it's time to go let me stop that right let me stop trying to persuade people who cannot see or understand and let me do what i need to do Mm -hmm. and again do it with the idea that you're building something new so what does that look like if you're creating a new way of being uh, if you start from the place, of well, I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm going to k- kick the shit out of things. Uh, that's the foundation you're creating. Is that the foundation you want to create? Do you want to come from a place of violence and um, and kind of in your face thing? I'm not saying be mealy-mouthed or give in and say everything your way, right?
0: It's just kind of, anyway. It's more kind of um, placing boundaries on yourself you know saying it may like we talked about it before it may seem a little bit exciting to go and throw something if you know if you're part of the protest but maybe holding back for yourself because it really is so it's not taking on somebody else's rules you're not like becoming a little rule follower um but you're doing it because it's more effective and and kind of being saturn is very much about mastery as well and um and really um maturity is another word as well that's a good word for saturn so Mm -hmm. so perhaps because saturn is retrograde we're learning to take a more kind of tempered mature response to things for our own benefit so
1: Right, exactly. The word that came through was nuanced. This kind yeah. of nuanced thing, and and just thinking about the idea of the masks. That was funny when you said jury, I thought you were going to say maskery. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, <laughs> the I the mas- <mas-tery> <laughs> <terrific mas-tery> as well. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: I, I was even thinking that uh, maybe that we, you know, the universe. Of course, you know, everything of this is all part of what has been. Um, kind of set up for us to now take these new rules these new uh these new a new game that we're playing a new game and so we really need to understand that the rules are now being written and how do we run to write the rules because when we're choosing certain actions um individually and as a collective we are weaving those into the structure and we're saying that's part of what's happening and just thinking about you know this all seems so perfect to first have COVID and the masks and then go out and protest and have that kind of protection in a sense. It's that sensible, um, way of being, but it's also understanding, you know, especially with Neptune and all of that, that not everything is as it seems. Mm -hmm. So just because everyone's next to you and has a mask, they don't necessarily have the same agenda as you do. They don't necessarily believe what you believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes they may be wanting to trick you and sometimes they may be wanting to um, uh, understand you or whatever, but you get to be discerning about that. Like, right. Where do you use the fire and where do you use that kind of release or that allowing that surrender that is inherent Mm -hmm. in the zero and Saturn is also at zero, right? Zero degrees with a four, right? Zero and 40. That's, you know, pretty crazy, right, it's that thing, because Saturn is about boundaries, how are you boundless within your boundaries, and that's the key here, right, it's this, I I kept thinking about it, I was talking about it yesterday, and it's like, it feels like it's like the aperture of a, um, of like a camera, right, opening and shutting, opening and shutting, so there's information coming in, and then it's kind of like you, it's closed, and you kind of recalibrating and going, oh, because we've got all the retrogrades, right? Where we're rethinking our relationships to everything. And then where, uh, like, where do we give more? Where do we give less? Where do we decide that this isn't for us or something different? And then, you know, and then it opens again. Mm.
0: So I do, I'd like to say a bit more about those retrogrades, actually, because on the actual eclipse itself, we have Mercury, Venus, Venus. Saturn, Pallas, Athena, Jupiter and Pluto all retrograde by the so Mercury turned retrograde. So that's how many? One, two, three, four, six retrogrades. Um, Days afterwards, Venus turns direct and Neptune stations retrograde. So we'll still have six retrogrades for quite some time, but there's going to be a shift in emphasis, a shift in direction. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about, um, Jen talked about the breath because Gemini is also the breath and uh, Mercury rules, of course. (laughs) Uh, And Mercury has just turned retrograde and they're kind of swapping um, direction, Venus and Mercury. And um, it's interesting that we've had this Venus retrograde in Gemini. It's about to end. And all this um, chaos in the US was kicked off by um, by uh, the killing of uh, George Floyd in the Twin Cities, which is Gemini. <laughs> can't make this up. And his words were, I cannot breathe. I can't breathe. So astrology is so literal at times. And now it's brought out all these protests with wearing the masks and things like that. But because of this shift in direction, I feel like there's going to be, and this eclipse being in aspect to that, there's going to be a shift in direction in where it's going, where it's taking us. I don't think the chaos and um, and um, turmoil is going to end by any means because of all the other things that are aspecting in the chart. I do suspect the aspect to Saturn uh, could bring kind of more clamp down. We're already seeing it with curfews and such like uh, where i live we have um it's in the city we're just outside the city boundaries but in salt lake city where the uh protests have been we have a curfew every night uh for now from 8 till 6 a.m 8 p.m till 6 a.m other cities have curfews too and um of course we know president trump announced some potential big crackdowns and is trying to uh really come the heavy hand which is very Saturnian um so I feel on this eclipse though something's going to shift with it and and change perhaps people will find a way around their restrictions or something to, to um carry on um protesting and bringing positive change uh within without or getting arrested all the time that's kind of how it feels a little bit to me right
1: yeah. I was kind of thinking or hearing that when you were talking, you know, um, that the power of the restriction, right? The curfew, the, you know, maybe the president kept cracking down, is we have to think about all of these things not in a negative but in a positive light, right? So the positive of that is it's again speaks to the recalibration or what I was talking about, is when people have restriction, it actually makes them more innovative. More genius, and so this is also very much what's happening is we're activating the genius of our minds with you know the Uranus thing that's going on, it's been going on, but also the Mercury energy when Mercury is opening our mind and and with the Cancer opening our hearts, right? I know it's people say Leah, but it's really that you know that mothering energy, the idea when I think about mothering or I think about home, what is home to me? Um, I think this is about reassessing what we consider home, what we consider our ancestry, our, um, of what is of value that gives us safety, right? And what is love or, you know, mothering love is the idea that we're safe to be who we are, right? Mm-hmm. That the universe protects us because of who we are, not because we're hiding under a rock. Yeah. And, right? and so that energy of, yes, we, we're protected, we're loved, it's safe to express ourselves, but let's get inventive and let's pioneer new ways to work with the restriction. Mm-hmm. Not do the obvious, not just fight back and do those things that people normally do, but find very clever ways to get the message out that is kind of going to go around this idea of, using force mm. uh, and i feel like sense of humor i just feel like that's the it's right there there's this in, immense energy of what is happening like if we look now at the situation that was triggered where black community is now going you know we're not going to sit down anymore and they now have the white community certainly so in america suddenly wake, woken up and kind of go oh my god this really is been has been happening this is unbelievable uh, where have I been? Right. The illusion has been kind of stripped and they're going. Um, so it's that thing. It's the cancer energy, the mothering energy of seeing the black community going, oh, we are feeling the love of the community. Right. We're feeling the love of acceptance. Um, and I think, you know, this is very connected to uh, the you know especially and we'll talk about it in the next uh, eclipse but the American independence which was mm. when it was created it was one of the issues was slavery
0: yeah
1: black slavery and so that issue has never been resolved and so this is
0: built on slavery so. right
1: right <laughs> exactly and uh, and and so much loss and pain. And so this idea of and I'm not saying that it's all kumbaya and everything's been resolved, but it kind of feels like that's what's happening and has happened. It's that moment where you kind of go into that womb and you have that moment where you, I love you, and you're like, wow, I'm loved. The universe loves me. It's okay to be more inventive, more expressive, more true.
0: Mm-hmm definitely and and you know we yeah we will talk about the next eclipse in the next episode but i do want to ma- mention that mercury newly retrograde on this eclipse is um at 14 degrees and the usa's sun is at 13 degrees cancer so you know the, the energy of the um the independence day is already being um activated but with a retrograde that, uh, you know, a review, a reflection, you know, a redo, all that kind of energy is, is very much up for the um, grabs. I also want to talk about the, um, you know, the Pluto Eris um, square, which is, you know, involves Jupiter and also Pallas Athena. This is really going to hark, at, you know, back to um, January, February when they were all direct and the Saturn, Pluto major conjunction january the 12th at 22 capricorn and subsequent when jupiter went over pluto as well and they all squared eris one more time i will say you know eris is chaos but she's ripping off the band-aid of our society and revealing what's underneath she's um she she's rips down the picket fence if you like she she reveals the um the vanities of the ruling elites and classes this is going to be um, carrying on right through june but um exacerbated even more you know the actual um pluto eris square is on june the 14th so a week before the eclipse and then jupiter conjunct Pluto on June the 29th so that whole two week period around the eclipses I do think is has got the potential to have a lot more unrest and chaos but it's going to reveal so much which is the you know all this rot and um, and corruption has got to come to the surface before we can change it so I love that it's kind of happening round an eclipse that's at a zero um, degree mark of beginnings of potential. So you know, right? It, it's just all going to come. The boil is being squeezed. The pus <laughs> coming out. If you like, you can't. This is the description of it, really. <laughs>
1: Right. And I think the beauty of it is just thinking about, you know, just having had the longest day, certainly uh, in the Northern Hemisphere and the shortest day in the Southern. This idea of opening the light, opening to the light, opening even to people who are, you know, we talk a lot about people that are wealthy or um, who've been in charge and all the terrible things they've done, which is absolutely true. I don't want to... Minimize that. They've also done great things, you know. I, you know, just you know, but also, and more important, is that a lot of us who may have felt, feel like we're on the other side, and certainly people that have been poor and disadvantaged, there is a certain narrative that we have believed around our position uh, that is more important in many ways to let go of you know we talk about freedom and I think that really is freedom is understanding that you get to decide what narrative you're living under that mm-hmm. somebody else doesn't get to put you in a box I mean they can if they want to but don't, you don't get to stay in that box
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that's the kind of you know that's the energy to me that's rising right now is this idea like oh i've bought into the story i've i've done these
0: things right it's not not really just about you know replacing it with another thing it's realizing we can do it differently which is why i liked the fact that on my card i pulled there was the pantheon of the gods thing and i've had this vision you know of we're, we're moving into the age of aquarius uh quite rapidly now i think of of having kind of a council ruling instead of a hierarchical ruling and 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 that's all reflected in all of this as well so i did want to mention we jen and i talked a little bit before eclipses go in what's called saros cycles and we look back and this sar this cycle is called is number 137 and it started in 1533 and the Saturn, last Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn that we had in January, um, the one before it was in 1518, and that was all the Protestant Reformation and um, Henry Eighth beheading his wives and things like that kind of thing and breaking from the Catholic Church, being excommunicated. So we have that kind of energy of major reform coming but I think it's even bigger than then because back in the 1500s, we were not entering a new astrological age. <laughs>
1: <don't> now. <laughs> we, also, we, also
0: we also didn't know of the existence of some of these outer planets. And when some of these outer planets are, when, when planetary bodies are discovered, their consciousness starts to act within us as well. So we've got all these major shifts and major changes coming and I kind of think this is well it's been coming already but this eclipse season is going to kind of launch us into rocket space with the changes that are coming in in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yes and I think too what's different too especially having all of these new planetary bodies that have been exposed to our country, or we've you know exposed to our consciousness or whatever you want to call it, opening our minds to it and our hearts, etc., is this idea that many of them are female planets. Yeah. Many of them are female goddesses. And so this idea of uh, it's like that groundhog day, you know, when you think about especially the retrogrades, right? It's like we're going, in some ways we're going back to that moment so we can come forward and go, oh, I'm going to do it different. I remember that I, you know, I've done X, so many times and you know it really sucks that i don't want to do the same thing right so what if we imagine like you know eris coming to the party and uh you know having a completely different reaction right having a different or you know people behaving differently or her doing something different it's like we have when we are at zero we can do all these different
0: things and well the one possibility with eris is um the story is that she threw the apple into this wedding of the and said to the fairest and so the the goddesses fought over who was the most beautiful but what if she didn't mean fairest that way what if she meant fair as in equitable because she was an outcast and you know and that's what's being really shown up in our societies right now not just the usa even though it's kind of focused on there because of of, uh, the energies or hitting the u.s chart and everything but um it, it's about this whole global equitable society, you know, and our food and all things like that. We've got, you know, if, if we change how we do things, we have more than in, we could feed everybody on this planet quite easily. It's just the way we live that doesn't. And things like that, I think, are being revealed as well. So it's, yeah, we've talked about, you know, certain things, but you have to think in a wider context that so many other things are being revealed and, and, and we have a real opportunity to change how we do it. So.
1: Right. Using this kind of pioneer energy, June is a 10-month, so it's very much about new beginnings. It's also about accepting the idea of our uh, sacredness and our, um, our spiritual energies of who we are and how we want to operate as spiritual beings in a human body. And um, I think this is such a big... Uh, um, narrative because I just had this flash I guess the Akashic records gave me when you were talking about the uh, the heiress thing and the kind of idea of when we go to people and we say you know and everyone thinks look we all fear we're the gods we all do this you know we're giving everyone equal this and that And uh, the person who's being ostracized, in this case, like Eris coming in and going, but you don't get it. When you ostracize people, then you're not equitable, right? That's, to me, is the big picture here, is that when we decide that somebody needs to be ostracized because their behavior or their... the way they dress, the way they look or whatever, just doesn't fit into our society. So there is a a disconnect where we need to, if we really say that we believe in, you know, that everyone is equal, et cetera, then we have to listen to those that maybe we don't want to listen to in order to uh, understand. Like we can still have... Uh, consequences or whatever you want to call it still a a result if you do certain things that are don't work for the society like if you don't treat people well etc but it has to be uh, you can't you can't exclude somebody and then go well we're listening to everyone
0: exactly (laughs) oh and you know the big one up for that at the moment is is black people in america you know they've basically their voice has been excluded right from the formation of the country. And, uh, and the Pluto return for the USA is um, underway right now. It's exact in 2022. And um, that's going to (laughs) change. It is going to change, but we can see it already. Jen and I were talking again beforehand that, you know, there's so many powerful black voices um, emerging you know, and uh, I, I, I noticed the other day that I'd been sharing various um, things on my Facebook page and they were all black voices. I was like, I didn't intentionally do it, but they're the voices I'm listening to. And they're the voices that um, seem to have the most powerful messages right now about how we can change it. I mean, this I'm not going to name them all. There's plenty of them, but um But um, I did want to mention, Jen Jen mentioned about the female energies coming up, and we've mentioned Aries already, and she was an outcast. Um, There's also this T-square I briefly mentioned at the start between asteroid Vesta in Cancer, asteroid uh, Juno in Libra, and Chiron in Aries. But Chiron is also conjunct Black Moon Lilith, and she's another famous outcast energy. And and a T square is a tense is a tense aspect, but it's it's one that brings real change, and kind of it feels like when I look at the chart to, that these energies are bringing this healing underneath and kind of saying, okay, there's all this other stuff going on, but we've got our own little thing going on that we're bringing in to bring healing. Chiron's the shaman, um, you know, to bring um, real focus and dedication to what we do want. To create in uh, Cancer, which is Vesta, and Juno, she was uh, Jupiter's wife, who was uh, represents like women's rights and rights of other oppressed people, and uh, Lilith, of course, is kind of our rage and shame for being um, shoved out from the original kind of equal uh, created equal. So uh, you know that's happening as well, and um and I love that that's kind of got its own little thing going on that's a bit separate to the eclipses, really. Right.
1: <laughs> the layers within layers, and to understand that all of this, like you know, for many people, it can be really uncomfortable to hear mm-hmm. about the rage and the pain that others have um, experienced, mm-hmm. and we can even just take that back to that moment in Eris or any a lot of these. Um, goddesses that have, you know, these uh, planetary bodies that have been named for goddesses, many of them have been ostracized from society uh, for various reasons. And when you have to look at or listen to people in pain that may be yelling at you, maybe telling you to sit down and shut up or to not to follow what they say, it can be very triggering and painful, like how dare you tell me I I'm not doing whatever. It, it, you know, uh so we can just kind of just put ourselves in the place of say Eris, you know, or Black Moon Lilith. Those that have been rejected forever because somehow they didn't fit whatever the, you know, the community decided. And they took those things and kind of blackened them um that's weird that we use those words but anyway you know they 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 um you know it's kind of hard to escape from all of our language and um and some of the connotation but they took the name and made it something that people would possibly hate right and in that pain there's poison when you're ostracized there's so much poison And so it can create all these issues. And so what can we do? How can we use our breath to just breathe (laughs) and just listen, right? You know, be in that space. Well, let me just listen. Let me be open. Let me open my heart. Let me just be humble to someone else's experience and not try to fix it. But just be present. I'm listening. I hear what you say, you know, I, and nobody's really asking us to do anything. I, I find it so hilarious and kind of painful, too, at the same time that we constantly feel like we have to fix someone else's wound and they're not asking us to fix their problem. They just want to be heard. You want to have the right to speak. Um,
0: the other know. thing is telling them how to do it, too. Right. To- and that's been a big thing um with all this happening as well you know um one of my friends uh, he's he's a a great um kind of activist in utah and i'm going to read his post because i like the way he wrote it he said because your your words reminded me of the rage of the protesters and the rioters And how instantly, you know, there's all these people going, no, don't do it like that. That's harming your cause. And don't do that. Instead of understanding their rage while still going, you know, but don't tell them how to feel. And That's the thing. And um, anyway, and then there's the other aspect of everybody claiming, well, it's outside anarchists and outside, um, you know, um, instigators and things like that well, yes, there's both, there's that as well. But he said, there's plenty of anarchists or leftists of colour. And you were all telling yourselves and brushing it all under white anarchists. <laughs> and he's right. He's like, that's another way, you know, it's like, we're, we're all saying, we well, don't do it like that or excusing it or going, well, no, it's somebody else doing it instead of accepting that there's this pain and rage that needs to be dealt with in this country. <laughs>
1: And people will express it in different ways. And that's certainly well said that, you know, that tends to be that kind of um, uh, Neptunian kind of idealism that, uh, and maybe even the Gemini idealism of hiding uh, what we don't want to see, like just glossing it over, making it look pretty, going, oh, it's just nobody I like, nobody I support is doing those awful things when it's just human behavior like this is humanity this is what humans do like we always say things like that's not us that's not what humans do it is what humans do humans are doing it all the damn time i, right? I hate that phrase this right. isn't this. yeah <laughs> right. it clearly is <laughs> because it's there right <laughs> just being aware like what is it that i'm not seeing how can i be comfortable with the idea that people that i'm supporting some of them may do things in a way that i don't feel comfortable
0: with right yeah exactly like, you know and and then it brings up all, all the um other issues of people or property which is very cancer capricorn which we've got these eclipses in as well cancer being really the people and capricorn being property you know which is more important Right.
1: right and and we all have our allegiance to things that we believe in and so maybe we can put that aside and say i know what's important to me let me hear what's important to someone else and how can i use my skills and talents to support a world I believe in. How can I do better so that we create that equanimity? So not everyone does everything the same. We're not all going to, you know, do
0: the same things. Or or even how we punish, (laughs) I hate that word, people for doing things not the way we thought they would do it. You know, there's that there's that thing that went around several times about the African village where they all set the the kind of person in the middle who'd committed some wrong. And instead of punishing them, they all they they poured into them and told them what was good about them. Now, you know, it's perhaps that's idealistic, but maybe we can shift more of that. You know, um, this is all about all these changes are about changing how we live really and how we treat each other. and how we understand and listen to each other as dead exactly and it
1: comes back to that same thing of being when we choke the voices of some then we choke the voices of all because at some point we are going to be in a position where we're going to be saying things that other people don't want to hear and so when we think about it from that point of view like when we say we believe in the freedom of others what does that look like that looks like hearing what they say and uh and acknowledging their right to believe in that for that to be true for them right instead of going no you're wrong that's not what happened it's like we don't know if that's you know if that's how they feel that's how they feel right exactly
0: Exactly. okay so anything more to say about this uh, this amazing eclipse season oh i did want to mention that um saturn is at zero degrees of aquarius which is the point where uh, jupiter and saturn will meet on december the 21st of this year which is a week after a, a total um solar eclipse um on december the 14th and that point is uh, called the great conjunction and i actually i did a presentation on Ceres for ea zoom meetings uh last week and in my research, I discovered that Venus Ceres, and Pluto all meet at zero Aquarius on December the seventh twenty twenty four so that zero degree sagit whenever a degree keeps being activated by major things like that then um then it becomes a real hot spot in the chart and because it's at zero Aquarius and we're moving into the age of Aquarius I think this eclipse is kind of one, a big push into uh, this new paradigm. So there's a lot of major changes coming. Um.
1: Right. And and I think the big thing here, of what all of this says is not to be afraid of, I mean, yes, I can't really tell you not to be afraid if you're afraid, hmm. but um, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what to do. I think. But the <laughs> idea is to think about what, yes, even if I'm afraid, let me put it this way. Even if I'm afraid, uh, If I hold a vision of something beautiful happening or something I believe in or doing it better, what is my next step? So how do I create that container? How do I create that foundation we've talked about in terms of remembering this is a full year? And so the key here is we're laying down the foundation. We're creating the new reality. Uh, All these zeros that are coming. We just breathe into it. I don't know something. I want to do it. What's my next step? Who can I ask? How can I get help? Um, we're shifting who we've been so we don't know how to do this stuff and that's okay it's just like okay it's okay if you fall on your your um right and it really doesn't even matter like you it know,
0: doesn't matter if you can't make everybody else see what you're starting to see right? <laughs> yes. you need a little bit more time <laughs> And and there's so
1: much freedom in that. You know, I was just thinking about how the numbers 21 and 14, and we have the twos and fours that keep showing up. And these are all about recreating something new, building new things, you know, taking the things that have value, our resources, and rethinking how we want to resource Mm -hmm. what we have and how we can do it collectively, right? Uh, And there's freedom in not having to force your opinion on others, right? It's like, wow, I don't even have to do that. I can walk away from it. It's okay.
0: Yep. And, you know, by example, they might follow eventually anyway. That's a much, (laughs) much kind of uh, flowy way of uh, bringing change instead of trying to force people to see it your way.
1: (laughs) So again, it comes back, I think, and that's really a point we can't emphasize enough is the point is this is by experience. We're changing the world by experience. So we actually have to experience things to make change. We can't just pontificate and pass laws. Remember, we're in a phase where we're actually changing uh, man-made laws as well as we're getting more connected to natural laws. Lou talked about the council and all of these things, these new ideas of ways of working together. So- which are the ancient ways right ancient right the ancient ways that worked is this idea of uh, when you're at peace with your uh, opinion Uh, but what was I saying I can't remember I was talking about oh how important it is to um... shit what is important I don't remember
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh no I'm going to have to put a content warning on iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) I think the reason
1: I can't remember is because each of us has to decide what's really important to us, right? What's important to you you that is sacred and so you're dealing with it in a way that allows you to feel true and not trapped. Like I can't say what I want. I'm not allowed to be who I am. Uh, how do you find that uh, place mm-hmm. so that you can truly be free? I have to talk, let, tell you.
0: <laughs> a story, a story, a of a me. Be of guidance, guide I, yourself. Right. I was watching all the protests in Salt Lake City because uh, my daughter was downtown on, on Saturday night and the the media interviewing people, all the people they were interviewing kept cursing and swearing. and And, you know, well it's Utah and it was nah, <laughs> network television so it was constantly like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry about the swearing I'm so <laughs> I mean, it just reminded me of what I was saying about you know this kind of you know smoothing things over making things not be real and things like that anyway I thought it was right
1: a and, they, and then they can't help it right it's just like yeah. it's just like you don't want to do it and it comes out anyway and you're like wow I'm so disappointed in you and it's just like oh well you know, this is the true me. Like, we cannot help the truth coming out, so it's just gonna all come out, right? So just be okay with it, and so apologize and do whatever you need to do. In my book, you don't even need to apologize, but if yeah, you want do. to, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: do the, uh, symbols, do you
1: think? Right.
0: So, uh, so I'll do my symbol first. This one, yes, think, and then we'll see if we want to wrap up with anything, but. So, um, oh, actually, Jen, you do yours because I realized I've got the wrong one. So (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't look right. Oh, no, I've got mine. All right, go for it. It's a potter at work, carving out a sacred place for what you most care about to flourish, giving your all to a task or project, a way of life or shared stream, socio-culturally gifted, Selecting out what you feel pulled to cultivate and foster and eliminating all other factors. You feel nurturing, sustaining, giving, but unwilling and and unable to recognize and come to terms with shadows and difficulties. So intent upon creating a perfect world or vessel that you miss whatever you do not want to see. And this is a precarious edge to walk well it's just what we were saying isn't it? right about people yeah. being real <laughs> so yeah. be aware. you know it's on the the zero point of creation so be wary of uh you know missing all that juicy stuff
1: okay. right and we are will be recalibrating for quite a while so you're yeah. going to learn things you're going to adjust yeah. and then now I remember i was talking about uh learning through experience mm-hmm. this is how you do it right you actually have to have the experience to learn and then adapt and adjust so it's okay
0: if you fall down and a potter's um, wheel they often like you know they start right. and it just goes all wonky and they see so they have to slap it down and start it again (laughs)
1: right that's exactly right so you're focused on where you're going or what you believe in and you're adjusting as you go and that's the power of being in change that it's alive change is alive and you're alive in the change so you're being that potter yeah that's just such a perfect example of what's happening
0: Mm, and your symbol is too right
1: so cancer one on a ship the sailors lower an old flag and raise a new one so the keynote a radical change of allegiance exteriorized in a symbolic act a point of no return we have now reached a square (laughs) to the beginning of the cyclical process this is a moment of crisis, a sharp turning point in the zodiacal cycle. At the summer solstice, the northward motion of the sun stops. The sun rises and sets in far north, and northeast, and west, as it can during the year cycle. Its motion is now reversed. Slowly, the sunset points move southward on the western horizon, and the length of the day decreases. So in the lunation cycle, this is the first quarter phase. On the ship, which symbolizes the ego consciousness floating, as it were, on the sea of the vast unconscious. The individualized will makes a basic decision. The dominant yang force allows the yin force to begin its six-month-long rise to power. The collective will gradually overcome the individual. At the end of the state, it will overpower the person now however the individual person enjoys his most glorious hour he exults in his ability to make a free decision to act as an individual who selects his life goal and allegiance and so the um this is a uh, uh, where The consciousness accepts a process of fundamental reorientation, implying the stabilization of our energies.
0: I love that it likens it to the first quarter moon, because the new moon in in the astrological year is zero point Aries. So we're at this kind of quarter of of the year. And, um, And that's always a crisis in action, it's called. So if you look at it from the lunar phase perspective, which applies to all planetary phases, um, it we are now being asked to take action on things that have been happening since March, really. So. Right,
1: exactly. There's that turning of the wheel of like, oh, the seeds we planted in March, we now have to... Uh, harvest or begin you know as they rock in, in the summer
0: and it's also a time of I love that word re- reorientation because it's what was working what's not worked what's worked you know um to bring in this next phase so
1: right and this reorientational recalibration of our warrior selves oh. or this idea of being uh, uh whatever our cause is that to reorient our focus because it's uh it needs to also be about the bigger picture
0: yeah for sure fantastic okay so i don't think there's anything else to cover really it's um it's and one thing that i did notice and i'm going to mention it and you're probably because you, you had a nine card 18 nine and Chiron and uh, Uranus keep moving through the zodiac in the next signs next to each other, and every time we do this, they're always at the same degree. So last month, on or, or the one June, on the June the fifth uh, eclipse, they were eight degrees, and now they're both going to be at nine. It's kind of like do, do, do. <laughs> let me finger right, back. right. So, yeah. Bringing radical healing I think in, in, uh, right. Of- and
1: I think yes it's just you know being uh, so much of this is about understanding our um, perception of what we've seen and believed is flawed and wrong and well I don't know if I can say it's wrong but it's just there's so much more because we're, we've just seen such a tiny piece we through a certain lens and so much of that lens has been manipulated by people we listen to and now we're moving through that cycle where we need to kind of aren't where we're going, right? What are we listening to?
0: I will say, though, it's going to be pretty turbulent. So, you know, people are constantly saying, when will it end? <laughs> Not <laughs> for a while. Are we getting any easy months in 2020?
1: I'm like, mm, mm, no. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> no. Yeah. And that's a good point to think about 2020 and the time we're in. We are creating a a new way of being. So there is no easy way. The easy way is for you to get uh, comfortable with the discomfort of Mm -hmm. the expansion and contraction. This is, you know, it's just making us more real. We're in the moment. There is something so um, enlivening about being in the moment of change. It's also it can be exhausting and overwhelming and we just want to pull our, you know, pull the sheets over
0: our head. Which is very, um, but, very <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, self-love is important. And if you need right. to pull the sheet over your head a few days, do it. And if you need to go, you know, lots of self-love, lots of looking after right. you and yours, um, lots of, you know, drinking water, all the Kind of self love advice, you know.
1: Well, also because we have all these retrogrades, we are going over old things, like things, decisions we've made, relationships we've put up with, and going, I don't think I want this anymore, Mm. or how can this be different? This is, we have to get away from escapism. Like self care is one thing, taking care of yourself. I need a rest. I don't want to talk about that. I'm just going to focus on something different. I want to be creative. That's awesome. But when it's escaping, I'm refusing to see something different. Uh, That's when it's an issue because then we're going into the lower, um, you know, the lower energies of all of those things. The Uranus uh, uh, Chiron opportunity to heal, to make space, to just move beyond some of this old shit we've been hanging on to. Like, oh my God, it's got to be this way. Yes, this is what people are doing to me. This is that moment where we can really shift our perception about what's happening and know the power of who we are. It doesn't mean we get to control what's happening around us, but we get to control how we respond
0: and and i you know as always, when Jen speaks, it reminds me of things you know some <laughs> of it like Jen said it's going to be old stuff, some of it's going to be really old stuff that comes up in all of this. Um, you know, cancer itself is 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 ancestral stuff even, you know, like going back to the formation of the country with slavery, but at a personal level, there's gonna be things activated. I was wondering why this, you know, Salt Lake, we had some some trouble with the protests on Saturday, but it wasn't extreme. And and I was like, why is it like affecting my psyche so much? And I was like, oh, duh. I lived in a war zone in Northern Ireland when I was a teenager, surrounded by riots and bombing and killing and things like that. So, you know, it's not that it's awful. It's just activated something in me that needs some thinking about and addressing. And why is it,
1: you know, sure. <laughs> even nurturing, I, I think you cannot say enough about nurturing the feelings you've had that have never been processed or digested. And so this is the opportunity to truly nurture uh, yourself and the feelings that come up and go, I do feel at a loss. I do feel threatened or whatever it is that's coming up for you. And go, and why is that? What do I need in order to kind of take the next step? What do I need to know? What do I need to understand? Maybe it's just about loving oneself, and what does that look like? And that's when the self-care comes in, not just fake self-care that oh I'm doing my nails, I'm in a bath, but really going the deep (laughs) self-care where you're right, you are actually giving yourself time or permission to do nothing, right? I just need to veg out for three days because I don't want to talk to anybody. I just really need that sense where I need to, you know, sit there and drink chocolate and or whatever, right? It's that awareness of what self-care means and to really take it into consideration. If we think about all of us from that point of view of being injured in some way, the way that we have taken on the psyche of these um, beings or goddesses or whatever that have been ostracized. And so inside of us, where have we been ostracized? Where have we been burdened or, or taken on obligation that has in some way made us feel
0: damaged quite right so on that note I had a well you swore already I've got to put a warning thing on I had a crap night's sleep last night so (laughs) I'm going to remind everybody to go and leave reviews on our page and and talking of self-love I'm probably going to go and have a nap and don't think about things because it was only this morning that I was like oh of course of course it activates you you know, you lived in Londonderry, Northern Ireland, in the middle of right. the peoples, and,
1: uh <laughs> Right. So that awareness that that fear was never addressed, right? Yeah, lack of safety and things like that as a teenager. So there you go. Right. So, right. So go oh, I didn't know so I swore, but anyway, I guess. Did I?
0: Sorry? Did, Did you... I swear? You said shit, yeah. Oh. No.
1: Is that swearing? I didn't know that was considered
0: swearing. According to ideas, it is. Ah, really? Yeah. (laughs) You know, our society.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. I think that's so hilarious. We've got all these words. You know, our language has changed so much. And so many, like, words that we say swear words that have become so much part of the uh, yeah. People are saying it everywhere. Right? It's like, do, do they consider it like swear words? It's like, you know,
0: like it's an ostracized word. Right? You know? For, for, for the listeners, I, I do the uploading to iTunes and there's a little box I have to check if there's anything like that in our podcasts. Ah, interesting. <laughs> so you get ostracized. For, for, uh, you get so young children don't listen
1: oh right yes that i'm sure they never hear any of those words no.
0: <laughs> never <laughs> oh well
1: that's i keep my illusion right? Our <laughs> <laughs> illusion of decency that's so funny because when you think about what true decency is to me is about how you treat yourself and how you treat others right exactly not about the words you use but it really is about how you come from your heart or you know that hard head i totally agree
0: yeah yeah i know but that's perfect example of what we're talking about about kind of the artifice about then making it nice and smoothing things over in our society so yeah yeah right Yeah. yeah yeah anyway <laughs> yes yeah so yeah please you know don't forget to go to weirdly magical facebook page and leave a review for a chance to win and jen how can everybody find you
1: you can find me at uh, on my website com. j-e-n-d-u-c-h-e-n-e and um I'm on Facebook. I have a group. We belong here. I also um, have a membership for people who are interested in joining a monthly group. Um, It's on, well, I don't know if it's on my website. If you're interested in the cards, uh, the Illuminating Journey cards, the teachings that I do, the teachings, or connecting to me in some way, you can find it on my website, joining my newsletter. And I am on YouTube. Doing weekly videos and I'd love people to join me there. Otherwise, you can Google me and find me. I'm kind of all over the place.
0: And I'm Louise Eddington. My website is louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N 1 D. And um Yeah, Cosmic Owl Astrology is my astrology business name, and the Facebook page is that name. My YouTube channel is that name. My Instagram is that name, and followers, subscribers, just find all appreciated. Um, My books are on my website. You can book readings on my website. I also have a membership community. You can find that on my website too. (laughs) And I have a fun Facebook group called Planetary Magic Cafe, and just my name you can find me everywhere again as well like Jen so for now um wow hold your hats people because (laughs) June is is interesting to say the least so (laughs) yeah so come to our pages and groups to for support you know come to the weirdly magical Facebook page and you know leave a comment and we'll respond so yeah All right, then. So for now, it's goodbye from Lou. Goodbye from Jen.